everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Spiritual Spiral. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. Sari couldn't be here today, but again, please continue to send her lots of love. But we have a very special guest today. Her name is Mary Greasy, and she is a spiritual medium, channeler, and amazing artist. And you just have really interesting um, takes on the world and how you do what you do. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So I want to hear a little bit about how your story started. I've, you know, done some research on you and listened to you on some other shows about how you developed your gifts and kind of how your grandma was like a conduit and something that, you know, helped that you kind of got to know her. You knew her better on the other side than you did in real life. And, you know, she kind of helped you with that. So tell me a little bit about that journey. So just, you know, starting off with my grandmother, um, she passed when I was about four years old. And um, I always remember the house that I grew up in as the haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> and the word haunted has such a sort of negative connotation to it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I always wish I had someone to uh, guide me through my sort of awakening process. I mean, I think that I was woken up since my, I was born. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I just didn't really have, um, the veil was very thin my whole life. So I didn't really have that mentor or, you know, it was very um, sort of like hush hush, you know, to practice any sort of like intuitive ability. I just thought it was normal. So growing up in that house after she had passed, um, I was constantly um, clearly hearing her. She would say, she would say, Mary, and say my name. And I'm like, mom, (laughs) is that you? (laughs) And um, the lights would flicker on and off. Um, There were, you know, other, you know, many, I can go on and on about. Were your, were your parents picking up on that at all too? Or were they just like, let's, we're not talking about it. Yeah. So my, my mom is, she also has the the gift, the intuitive gift. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say mediumistic as well. And um, she, she was the only one that really spoke about it, but she didn't, we grew up Catholic. So it was like, yeah, like things, you know, happen. Um, but it wasn't really like, oh, well, let's practice this. Let's practice magic. So it was really like, oh, hi, grandma. But there was no, all right, let's encourage like not being scared of this. Because um, mm-hmm. she clearly picked up on the fact that I was, um, I was scared, you know, at night going to bed. So yeah, yeah and it, I, I think this gift runs in our, on the, in the maternal line. Um, yeah of my family very deeply, but I think that, um, for me, I, my soul chose to do this path as part of my, um, I hate saying the word work, but you know, soul path. When you would kind of start developing those gifts that you had more, what was kind of like a triggering instance that you were like, okay, I'm going to stop being so fearful and actually learn how to do this for, to help others, to help myself. I feel like I would go and then stop, go and then stop. So for instance, in my teens, um, I picked up this little tarot deck that was in like a magazine. Um, Mm -hmm. And I wish I could still find out like where that magazine was, but I just don't remember. Um, And I don't even have those little cards anymore. Um, But they were like little um, tarot cards. And I had um, taught myself how, how to read them just intuitively. There was no guidebook. I just was using my psychic ability. Mm -hmm. and um I ended up like um reading for friends and just myself and there was also this like magic shop uh a few blocks away that my mom would you know take me to so that was kind of like my first experience Mm -hmm. opening into that you know I kind of turned that off I had a few you know um triggering experiences in my like I think anyone in their teenhood yeah (laughs) And in my um, late 20s was when I really uh, opened the door to that after studying um, art for, for a while. I went to art school and mm-hmm. it was the art that really, um, the, the context of it that really helped me open my channel. And that makes a lot of sense too, you know, because people say it's like art can be meditative and, you know, you just 
it's one of those things like for me, meditation is really difficult, um, in, in general, but you know, when I have a busy mind like that, like I'm not focusing on something in particular, like I'm cleaning or I'm doing art. I'm not a great artist, but I love making stuff. I mean, no one would ever want to buy it and that's fine, but it's definitely <laughs> like, it's like the motions, you know, of like you just doing that and getting, getting out of your own head. And I mean, your work is really, really cool. So like when you make art, are you thinking of like, what are you, what are you thinking about? Like, do you have kind of an intent when you start going and doing it or, or when you're finished, are you like, Oh, that's what this is. Well, it's, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, I, uh, I've always, well, my art practice first started, I was a painter and that kind of opened the door for me. And then my teacher was like, I remember this, that it was like a figure drawing painting class. And he was like, yeah, so you should be a sculptor because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> trying to sculpt the paint. And so I kind of like switched departments and then I just had found it because I was like creating these um, scenes and my soul was like, oh, okay, I want the viewer to enter this scene that I create and I want them to feel something so deeply. And my teacher was like, well, what do you want them to feel? Because you can't force them to feel anything. It's like, that's what mm -hmm. art is. Everyone's going to have their own experience. And I'm like, I just want them to remember who they are. And I was like, if I would have known that little nugget, because I think I said that I was like 23 or something and I'm 38 now. So, um, and that's literally my sort of um, mantra or my, mm -hmm. um, in my readings is I want my clients to remember who they are. So as I started moving forward with my art practice, I started creating these like monumental um, scenes. So when I say monumental, they were just larger than, than life, um, like these 10 foot uh, weavings that would hang from the ceiling. Um, and they were made of like organic materials. And I would create these um, like hand-built ceramic vessels. And within the vessels, there'd be this little hole and I would, um, insert the sort of like hidden uh, Bluetooth <laughs> speaker. And I would make a sort of, I know this sounds cheesy. I don't know another word to say for this, but like a soundtrack or I would create. Yeah, you were making an experience. Yeah, and um, I realized I made two of these installations and I was like, wow, I am recreating my past lives. Like these are literally like, this is how I'm remembering is through making and through the process of creating. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, That's really yeah. cool. And I know that a lot of the stuff that you talk about is about past lives, but like past lives on different planets um, yeah. as, <laughs> as a different, you know, being. And I always have found that so interesting, but it's one of those things that I feel like I want to conquer one day, but it's like the idea of that is so big. Like, you know, the idea of past lives in the first place is so big to think mm -hmm. that you had a past life before, but then the idea that you had a past life as like a different species on a different planet, like that's wild. So can you like, tell me a little bit about what these other people are, like how you remember it and why the hell did we choose earth? Or are we like, <laughs> is that, is that the bad one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you know, my guides show me that earth is like a hot commodity. It has a very, very long wait list. It's, um, it's a planet where we ascend, our soul ascends very, um, like in an accelerated pace. Oh. And um, that is because we have the gift of free will here. And um, we learn how to be separate than, you know, unified. So there's a lot of um, experiences we can choose for our soul development here. But yeah, with the uh, interplanetary or the alien or galactic, I don't yeah. know how you, you know, want to call it. Um, I started spontaneously remembering, um, you know, this part about me, uh, probably consciously um, in my early thirties. And, but I, but I, looking back on it, I know that I knew that I was totally different. Um, I think consciously eight years old. Cause I, I remember sitting in my front yard and asking my brother, why am I so different? And it was mostly about like, like gender. Cause I didn't want to play the gender girl role. I wanted to play with dinosaurs and like 
rep, you know, yeah. reptilian things. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> not saying that I'm reptilian, but, <laughs> um, but I was just like, oh, this feels familiar to me. And um, it wasn't until um, this one dream that I had when I was like 29, 30, and I asked, who is my spirit guide? And um, I ended up falling asleep, understanding that in my dream world, the answer would be given. And I remember in the dream, um, I was sitting and then in this, this chair across from me uh, was this uh, woman who felt very familiar. And we were in this just like sort of blank white room and um, it was just nothing but like her and I. And she was about like 65 and just, I had this feeling that washed over me, like, you're so wise, like, who are you? And then she had the same eyes as me. And within that moment, I switched bodies with her and I was looking at my current self, um, Mary, 29 years old. And through telepathy, it was like, I'm you, but mm. from another time and another age and another place and I'm not from earth and it was this sort of just like knowing like through clear cognizance yeah so in other you know on other planets dimensions whatever you want to call it do they not have free will like like we do here is like that unique to earth and humans yeah so there are some planetary, I mean, there's so many, right? Like we don't even, we don't even know our brains are so limited. <laughs> I know it's like the up there and then in the ocean too. We have no idea of really. And we're just like, la di da, like walking around, driving our cars, like not even mm -hmm. thinking. And it's like when people think, oh, you know, you're so crazy. Like my brothers, you know, they're kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, Sam, here she goes again, you know, talking about like, <laughs> aliens and reptilians and you know like <laughs> mediumship and whatever mm -hmm. but it's like how does that not make more sense than everything else it's like the facts are there like do you really think nothing else is going on you know yeah I mean there's there's so much and the thing is is we're supposed to be living this human life and that's been my struggle is like I always knew I was multidimensional and I always was playing around with like, oh, what if I move that object with my eyes or what if I just astral body and, <laughs> you know, like leave or so um, for me, that was familiar. But I think the challenge with a lot of us is to not escape the physicality of our humanness and to actually merge what everyone is calling these days, the, the fifth dimension and yep. the, the body and how we can do that. You know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but you know, that's how these ancient civilizations, like what is it? Lumeria and mm -hmm. Atlantis fell was they weren't, they, they didn't know how to do that or. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a woman on um, a few weeks ago and she's this mate. she's like 85, 86 years old. And she wrote a book about all of her past lives and, and, you know, she's going back to Atlantis. She had a lot of them in Atlantis. And I mean, Oh God, she's such Patty Paul. She is such a rock and cool lady, but um, it was, you know, just really interesting hearing what she had to say and, and reading her book. And I said, I'm kind of seeing a lot of like, I'm not saying I hope that like our, you know, country and our world like falls, but there seems to be a lot of parallels between what's going on right now and kind of what happened in Atlantis and, and yes. all of that. And yeah, she was like, absolutely, there are parallels. So yeah, in, in that way, like, as far as society is concerned, I mean, especially with your gifts, are you kind of seeing a pattern? Oh, yeah. Um, from what my guides tell me, um, is that we're experiencing a, a collapse. And this is not just a few people, you know, experiencing, oh, this is a negative time in my life. This is on a global scale. So I don't think that this is going to be a wipeout or destruction. I mean, I'm crossing my fingers, yeah. um, <laughs> but this is really, we are experiencing like how, what can we learn from this um, and letting go of the ultimate um, sort of uh, what is that catastrophe mind and more about like, what can we do to go learn. inward and mm -hmm fix ourselves first and then, you know, help, help the planet.
the term star seed, I just want to touch on it because there's lots of different meanings. You know, people on TikTok are like, I'm a star seed and they're like, cha- <laughs> <laughs> like changing their eyes. Um, but does everyone have a past life you think as something that was not human? Um, and, and does that mean everyone is a star seed or is a star seed a specific thing? Oh yeah. Um, I don't think every single person, I think that most of us um, have lived other lives on other planetary systems. And I mean, just like we said before, it's beyond what we would comprehend. So someone could have a physical body, someone Mm -hmm. could have a semi-physical body, which would mean they could, you know, be able to um, be non-physical and, you know, physical. And um, some people just have a light body. And beyond that, I mean, there's probably so many other things that could be possible, but it really depends on your soul ascension because I really do feel that um, different planetary systems, I don't know another sort of way to describe this, but like would have different sort of themes or mm-hmm. places where your soul ne- you know, needs to be. So earth is just like, I always coin it as like the wild west of, mm-hmm. I mean, in I guess the US's yeah. <laughs> lens of that. It's so true. That's, I'm like, I yeah. like rolled my eyes. Cause I'm like, I, I, for some reason, I really don't like Westerns actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so right. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable here. And it's like, that's why the, the wait list is long because of a lot of our, um, our, our soul wants to um, ascend. It wants to have this experience. God, I don't know. I even feel like the past week, for some reason, I'm just feeling really heavy and like picking up on so much around. And it's very much the matrix, like red pill, blue pill. It's like a thing that, you know, it's like, do you want to know or do you not want to know? So there's a wait list for this. Like, is it like, you know, going to CrossFit (laughs) and then you're like, I hated it. But afterwards, oh, I feel so great. Like my body feels amazing. You know, it's like working out, but who actually likes to do the working out part of it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I, you know, and I think that's super important what you're bringing up because I think that it's like, how can we get comfortable with what is uncomfortable? And I think that like being present with the process and it's not necessarily like, oh, sweet. I can't wait to like feel this physical pain or this emotional heartache. Um, It's more of like uh, this word surrender, you know, it bugs me, but (laughs) it's like, (laughs) It really is, you know, it is the the deep surrender of what is now. And we're so like past and future present because we don't want to experience being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, um, you know, anxiety being like the human condition pretty much. So I feel it is possible. I've noticed as I get older, I do flow through those uncomfortable experiences a lot. I wouldn't say easier, but more gracefully. I know that you, of course, and everyone knows this talks about how you work, you know, you raise your frequency and your frequency for you in particular kind of seems like it's always been raised. And that's maybe one of the reasons why as a kid, you're like, why am I so weird? You know, why am I picking up on all of these other things? So I also, and I'm very sorry for the loss of your mom. I just wanted to say, um, I lost my dad. It'll be three years next month. And, um, I get frustrated, you know, I'm like, why can't I feel him? You know, I want to really like tune into that higher frequency. And then sometimes I do. And then maybe I get a little scared or something kind of like knocks me off. Do you know what I mean? A little bit. And then I'm like, fuck this. Like, he's not really here. Like I get in my own head and I start going through that cycle. So, you know, how do you, for someone that doesn't come as naturally to, as it does for you really like raise your frequency and your vibration. So you are able to communicate with those that have passed on. So (laughs) I'm like, how do I tell this without talking to you for three hours? (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the beginning, it was, it felt very loud. It felt like there were, when I say in the beginning, when I was a child, it just Mm -hmm. felt like how do I control this? There's, I feel too much. I see a lot. I'm like, I'm seeing spirits walk in my bedroom at night. Um, and I'm hearing things like audibly, objectively audibly. And it was just a lot. So for me, it was actually like tuning it down and how to hone it and understand like 
you can feel a lot and be overwhelmed and your nervous system is doing all these things. So with that being said, I think that a lot of us out there, especially at this time, being empaths, probably listening to this podcast, feel a lot right now. And um, for me, it was how do I like regulate my nervous system? And how do I come to a place of equilibrium and be able to trust what I'm getting is I don't know another word for this, but accurate or Mm -hmm. makes sense. You know, for me, a lot of it also was trust because I was coined the weird kid and I didn't want to say something that was like off or, you know, I wanted to really help. So for me, it's, um, I call this like igniting the soul and a lot of mediums call it like sitting in the power and, um, what you do is really like, I think of the, sh- the chakra system. Mm-hmm. And I think of how I, I see them as like little wheels and how can the wheels um, open in the midline of the body, these like seven chakras, we have mm-hmm. more, but you know. And um, I think of this like as my heart and my solar plexus um, as being this beautiful big golden color. And I'm pushing my power out from the core of my body and, you know, as it fills up the whole space and the whole room, it's almost like I'm um, like a lighthouse or I'm a, um, I'm a beacon of light. And mm-hmm. that is sending the signal like, hello, I'm on. And um, it tells the, the loved one that um, in the spirit world that I'm, that I'm ready for them. The spirit world is so intelligent. It's like, they know that I'm going to give, like, let's say I'm giving a reading for you. They know that I have an appointment for you at um, 11 a.m. So they Mm -hmm. hear the call. And I always joke around. They're like looking at our um, booking systems. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, oh, these idiots still believe in time. (laughs) Yeah, so when when you're pushing this um, power out, you are really just, you're pushing your auric field out. Mm -hmm. And you're you're meeting the um, frequency of the spirit world because they're trying to meet your frequency. So it's like, I picture it in my human brain as they're going down yeah. and you're going up and then you meet somewhere in this, in this middle space. So mm-hmm. igniting the soul is an active um, process, not a, not a pat. It is passive in the, in the sense that your body is relaxing but you are an active, you're playing an active role in, in this. So what happens like physical symptoms, like your heart rate starts to go up. Um, this is just like my experience mm-hmm. and I start to sweat. <laughs> um, I get hot and, um, I just notice my, um, nervous system doing something. It's not bad, but it's like, it's, um, I know what you're saying. Cause I you know what I'm saying. It. Uh-huh. Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. it before too. And I'm like, should I go to the doctor? Like, <laughs> like why yeah. am I tingling? Um, and I, I don't know, I get, I get like vertigo sometimes a lot, but it's kind of like to the point that you said before, like we're supposed to be in our physical bodies. And I remember a medium once said to me, like, you got to come back down to earth. Like you're kind of just like floating. Um, and I'm like a lot of air as far as my um, astrology chart. So I always imagine myself, I'm like, la dee da like floating around. And when I get vertigo sometimes and I get that feeling, most people hate it. And I'm like, I love this. Like, I don't feel like I'm in my body. Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah. that's, that's not good. And I'm like, damn it. Like, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I don't know if it's not good. It's just like, when you're in that, maybe that there's a, there's a time and space to maybe experience that uh, vertigo. (laughs) Because I, it's so weird. Like when that happens, sometimes my mind goes to a way of thinking that like is not in my day-to-day normal. And then it's hard. And I remember in the moment, I'm like, remember this, remember this, remember this. Mm -hmm. And then when it's over, I kind of come back down and I'm like, I know I was really supposed to remember something, but I can't really like compute Mm -hmm. that here. So, I mean, do you think that we aren't supposed to be these like evolved, like the fact that me and you, you know, especially you are able to kind of tap into this stuff. Like, is that not what we were made for? Or is our society changing that we're integrating that now for the good? I do feel that our, the, the earth's resonance 
um, has shifted. And I think that it has been happening um, for actually slowly quite some time. Mm -hmm. I would say 2011, 2012, like it has been slowly, slowly moving up, but it did like a crazy shift in 2020. I don't know if it has, I mean, I'm sure it has everything to do with the pandemic, but it feels like that's, that's when things um, started elevating. And because of that, because we're biological entities and we're part of the earth, our resonance starts raising along with it. So in 2020, along with everything that was happening, we all started probably experiencing these physical symptoms that would go with these inner awakening experiences. So a lot of people experience like headaches. They experience the vertigo, like you're saying, yeah. um, our dream ear, world. Dream world, yeah, and the ear yeah. ringing. And, you know, yes. I, I want so badly to be able to really dream and be and see the spirit world and like get there. But I think maybe I have so much fear and like past trauma that it goes in phases, but sometimes my dreams are really freaking disturbing. And I'm like, great. Is that my dad like sending me that terrible, you know what I mean? So it's like, how do you mm-hmm. differentiate? Like, I want them to stop. And there's a part of me that's like, maybe you are very disturbed. Like you're going to these like dark mm-hmm. places in your dreams, you know, like, uh, but I also think it's important to remember that we are physical, biological beings, like you said, in our mind mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it takes what's happened in our lives and they kind of do a spin on it. So when you even say, you know, dreaming and things like that, how are you able to differentiate what is actually an experience and what is, you know, maybe you just having a bad dream and remembering something that upset you? You know, I'm not a dream dream expert, but I feel that we dream to process um, what what is happening in our in our psyche and our unconscious. Um, I forgot where I read this, but I think we use to on our daily basis, we use like 88% of our like unconscious mind, which is crazy. So we're kind of like on automatic a lot Mm -hmm. in our dream world as well. You know, we are, um, processing, you know, things that our conscious mind was like, Oh, I totally got over that years ago, but the unconscious is like, nah, no, you didn't <laughs> yeah, talk about high school. I'm like, why am I still having dreams about the mean girls in high school? This is fucking ridiculous. I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And with your, with your father, um, if you don't mind me, I'm like just Please. getting something a little bit like, I feel, um, you know, what I'm hearing with that is like, um, it's not actually him when it's, when it's in a negative spin, it's not mm-hmm. actually him. It's you're processing an archetype of him. Mm -hmm. And, um, that is still present in you because you're still a human working out your soul journey here on earth, you know, and that's not actually, if it's a negative experience, it's not him lifetime because Mm -hmm. once the soul is crossed into the spirit world, um, he's not going to offer any lower vibrational impressions in your dream world. That's not how the spirit world functions. So, that's how you would discern it from mm. being actually him or something that you're um, healing, you know, inside. Yeah. I know a lot of mediums say that they can't really read for themselves. Mm. And I know that, you know, your mom has passed on and is in the spirit world. What is your experience like connecting to her? Do you feel like it's a bit muffled because you're kind of too close to it? Or are, do you kind of have like an open line of connection to her? What is that? And, and how does it differ from like connecting to other spirits, you know? Well, it's interesting. I'm actually working on a project with her, but I can't talk too much about it. Um, but it's involving the afterlife. So that's, that's, that's exciting. Really cool. Yeah. And um, so I would say for the first year, I was so grief stricken and postpartum because I had given birth to my uh, child five days before she passed. So unbelievable. Yeah. It's uh, so it was kind of like I was in complete survival. So I don't, I don't think I have really been fully in the process of grieving this. And I would say this year has fully been just letting go and really connecting with her now that I have more space and I have like my, physical body back. And I would say for me, the grief is what I would say like blocks or it um, puts a barrier between me and actually connecting with her. So in my readings with clients, I'm not experiencing that emotional trauma 
So I'm able to tune in without having that emotional response. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's what um, could, could block a medium or, I mean, I don't really think anything is ever blocked, but you have to process that, that grief. And as we both know, like grief isn't linear. So I know it's so, well, nothing is linear. That's like in my notes, I was like this whole linear and it's, it's something that is so hard to wrap your mind around, but I also feel as though we're not supposed to wrap our minds around around that in this life. I don't know. I kind of feel like right now, earth and humans are a place that, you know, you're in fourth grade and all, and you want to read at high school level. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to do all of these other things and it's like, well, no, you're, we're only doing this. Like, you know, we're only supposed to know this A, B, C, D, blah, blah. But I mean, according to everyone we've spoken to on the show, nothing is linear, but in this life, we're so obsessed with time. Mm -hmm. And I am trying to figure out what that lesson is there for us as human beings, because time is literally like the most cherished thing that we have in this life, but then apparently it doesn't exist. Ooh, uh, I could <laughs> talk about the school system because yeah, that didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many things that are beyond, um, you know, what we, I, if it were my perfect upbringing, um, I would go to like Harry Potter school or like we would have like, oh, we're going to astrology class and here's tarot class and then um, Reiki. and (laughs) That would be really awesome. (laughs) It would be more well-rounded. Yeah. And just because we're not living this totally logical experience. And I think that that's what, that's, what's collapsing in our world is that the resonance from this planet it's, it's, we're, we're all waking up to um, shift this like super patriarchal capitalistic, you know, way of yeah. being. And it's hard to break through that and a lot like going, having to move back home to Ohio where I grew up, where I hated that I had to go through the school day. And then I hated that I had to do extracurricular activities. Like I hated that there was kind of this, like you do this and you do this. I was getting bored and, and depressed. And I always wanted, you know, to be trying something more interesting and different. And I think slowly, but surely, I mean, even though it's taken these bad circumstances, especially with the school system right now, like people are literally creating their own schools. They're like, screw it. Like, you know, let's have the kids and, you know, and switch houses and get them. It's like, everything is shifting and it. It's really overwhelming. And, you know, the people that are really holding on to that right now um, are really struggling. Like, do you think that over the next couple of years? I mean, what do you see? Do you see people like surrendering more? And if they don't, what, what happens? Yeah. I think with the different also just belief systems of what's happening, you know, with our society and, um, the mandates, like all the things, um, we are, um, you know, some people are choosing to go back to a more like homesteading, you know, Mm -hmm. type of like living off the land, off grid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I also think, you know, um, especially being a new mother that these children that are being brought in right now are teaching us just not even by what they're saying. Like my daughter doesn't really speak yet. She's one and a half just by being around her, how much I've developed as a psychic, as a medium, um, it has, it's incredible. And I'm like, who are you? (laughs) So I just think these children, just by their mere like um, existence, just by them being born on this planet, they are transferring some sort of um, vibration Mm -hmm. um, to help us ascend and to help us remember like who we are as adults. And I think it's, who is it? Dolores Cannon says they're like the third wave of, of volunteers. So uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the help. I mean, I feel really bad for the kids though, that are like seven between like, yeah. you know, seven and 12 yeah. years old right now. Like I'm a little bit worried about the effects long-term, you know, that, that all of this is going to have on them. It, it's scary because they don't really like, I, I started working in a little kid's boutique here in Cleveland. And so Uh I'm always seeing these kids come in. It's really cute. And I'm like, oh, they must be so scared seeing me with the mask. And they're like, all they know are people wearing masks, except for their immediate family. Um, And I mean, I'm all for like, I'm kind of like somewhere in the middle of like, you know, live on the land and start your own society versus like, you know, 
science is science and like, let's all get better together. Like, I think there's definitely a medium, but yeah, I, these kids are um, hopefully gonna I mean, be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this past year and a half has just been so, um, or longer, I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. even know what is time, right? Um, Truly, but- I mean, it's been, I've been here, I've, I've been here almost a year and a half, which is crazy. Last night I was at a party, they're like, how long have you been here? And I'm like, nine months, like, <laughs> and it's been like 18. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, you don't know. Yeah. And it's just, I think that, um, yeah, the, 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 the children who have to wear these masks and, um, you know, and I'm my partner and I were just like looking at each other when we're in a cafe or whatever. And we're like, is this all Sophie, my daughter, is this all Sophie's going to know is like, no, no mouth because people are like, Hey, Hey Sophie. And yeah. you know, with a mask on, you can't see their full expression. Mm -hmm. so she's just looking at these people like blankly and it's like is that gonna formulate my daughter's way of like processing or thinking and Mm -hmm. how psychologically damaging this could be yeah and as a person you know that really is a seer in a lot of ways and and I heard you on another podcast say that your guy you talked to your guides when you found out your mom was sick and you know they said that yes like she isn't gonna make it through this which is so, oh my God, that is so hard. My, my father also passed of cancer. So I totally get that. You knew something and you like, what are you going to do about it? You couldn't, you weren't going to tell her like, that's not helpful. So it's talking about COVID and everything like that. I asked this question to a lot of our guests. Um, how did you feel in, you know, like January through March of 2020, were you picking up on anything like that? Oh yeah. Um, I, whew, that was my third trimester of pregnancy. So oh my God. I gave birth, what was it? It was like, I gave birth last week of February, two weeks later, we dropped into the pandemic. So I was like, just mother passed, then the pandemic. So it was like every, I guess everything happens in threes. Right. But yeah. um, I felt, um, okay. So it was the summer I was super sick. It was the summer of 2019. And I was super sick with a, they call it morning sickness, but it was like 24 hours, um, Mm -hmm. just (laughs) super nauseous being in my first trimester of my pregnancy. And um, I was uh, having all these crazy downloads and um, I'm like, oh, it's just because I'm, you know, pregnant. I mean, it probably was that as well, but my guides were crazy impressing upon me um, that next year would be a time when we remember who we are. And I just was like, what does that mean? And um, I actually ended up formulating a women's retreat around remembering who we are, because I thought it was so important that um, I, I, I bring this idea or this like thought into the world of like, something is happening right now where we are purging and we're releasing and making space for something more that is going to happen. And then in, um, December of, what is it, 2019, um, I channeled something called the great change. And it's actually, it's on my Instagram. And I channeled this um, automatic written uh, note from my guide saying that 2020 would be the great change. And I didn't know consciously like, oh, this is going to be like COVID-19, you know, like Mm -hmm. it wasn't a specific, but they were just like, this is a, this is huge. And I think that, um, a lot of psychics, you know, like felt this way, but you know, we weren't really given what that exactly. Yeah. Like one of, one of our friends, April, who's been on a few times, April Ray, she was like doing readings, seeing job changes, homeschooling. And she's like telling her clients and they're like, I would never homeschool my child. And she's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know why, you know, I'm picking up on this, but your guides. So I know you've said it's one of her, her name is Ruth. Mm -hmm. And, um, what are the, what's the council of 12? Cause you mentioned that a lot. So Ruth is the story that I told you about the chair in the room in the blank space. So your spirit guides could be you, are you in a past life? Yeah. And I, (laughs) yes, I'm (laughs) laughing because I'm like, really how narcissistic (laughs) (laughs) I'm like do I really have to say that and they're like yeah okay 
so she's just this other version of me and they want to like bring the message through that like there are other versions of us that are living out other parallel you know lives um and she is the sort of like older wiser um spearhead of the council of 12 and i didn't know she was part of a collective i just thought this was my main guide and then i had um this past life regression when i was um god this was like 2016 or something like that and this is when it all really came together and um the the past life regressionist had me um go into obviously a past life and before we went into that past life we had to go into the the womb and then we she said okay now here's your happy place go to a happy place and this will be a place um, in case you feel too much trauma you have a safe space to go to so I immediately in my happy place was shot into this um, world where I knew this wasn't earth and I'm like wait what is this and it was like um, a purple planet that was um, well, violet hues, and it wasn't like day or night. It was that like um, in between sort of time. Mm -hmm. And this, there was no day or night. It was like this was a constant. It was always this beautiful violet hue. And there were phosphorescent plants, and um, there was another being that was probably my partner or friend or something. And I looked at them, and they were like ten feet tall. Um, about, I'm just like guessing, yeah. and they had this sort of bluish purplish skin um, and it sort of matched the planet now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I always learn new things when I talk about it. On the body, I noticed as I um, held my hand out, um, I had these like tattoo uh, inscriptions that were light tattoos. They were like light codes mm. and they would shift and change through time. I'm guessing with like the wisdom of, you know, my ascension on that sort of uh, planet mm -hmm. so then there was this water-like substance it was like a plasma and um I would walk through it um and then I could like telepathically swim in it or stand on it through thought and there were these like beautiful diagonal of planets which I think were moons or but they were like also different colors so it was just this like funny thing that it was oh just go find your happy place really quick. <laughs> and I had gone through this crazy journey of, you know, what I felt was about an hour of exploring this planet, but it was probably a minute in earth time. It's funny you mentioned that because I don't know when people say that and in meditations and stuff, it's like, find your happy place. And I hope what you said is true that blocks don't really exist. But for some reason, I'm like, why can't I think of my happy place? Like, where is it? I think it's in Palm Springs. I don't know. Like, I don't like, I have a hard time. And I don't know, I think part of it also might be like, I don't like being told what, like I get like, you know, don't like being told what to do. And then yeah. I get kind of like stage fright in a way if it's like, do it now. And I'm like, but I don't know. But it, yeah, it hasn't come to me that naturally when they yeah. say your happy place. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Because everyone else is picturing themselves on this specific beach or on this specific night. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why can't I find mine? That is so subjective to all of our experiences, right? And I'm sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know fully how to answer that without. Yes, I've been giving you like, I don't know what is with me today. I like the most existential questions in the world. And I'm like, no, oh. I love it. It's, well, it's because you're not like status quo, you know, you're not like, oh, I'm going to like go to this, like, you know, um, typical beach adventure and mm -hmm. feel like I'm everyone else. It's like, you're clearly like, you know, in this podcast, um, interviewing just really interesting groundbreaking humans you know yeah. um, or aliens <laughs> well, I have um, you now so <laughs> well I feel like I didn't answer your question though about the council because oh I yes into that um, yes the council and, yeah so um I had this experience and um I then you know and then I had my past life birth experiences um save for another story but I was just perplexed by that. And I was just like, I know that I'm not from here. Like I know it. And throughout the years, that's when my psychic development really, really started unfolding. I mean, I was reading like tarot at the time I was kind of doing, you know, that work. 
And then um, the mediumship development really started happening. And um, my guides, I always remember them asking me, they're like, you need to learn mediumship from other teachers to understand how to connect with us. Because at the time it was, like I said earlier, chaos. I'm just like feeling all these things and I needed to know like how to hone it in. So then it was like my, uh, you know, the thing happened with my mother had passed and um, I started feeling them more, um, more and more and more. And then my daughter was born and I remember breastfeeding her and there was one time um, it was like middle of the night or something like that. And I was, I think I was like literally half asleep and I know that sounds dangerous. <laughs> You're like holding a baby and, <laughs> but yeah. No, all the mom moms get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. What what that is. Um, so I just all of a sudden jolted by hearing this like Vega, it like, they yelled like Vega and I'm like, what? And I'm like, I don't even know what that word is. Like, and I ended up when I was done breastfeeding, I got my phone out and I looked at Vega and it's in the, it's a star in the Lyran star system. And I was just like, Whoa, this is like, my nerd Mary self is like, this is so freaking cool. So I started like looking that up. And then I, all this remembering started happening where um, I was an ambassador on the Lyran, you know, star system. And that's how I know Sophie because my daughter, because that's, um, I was breastfeeding her at the time. And that's when that message came through. I started like having these spontaneous memories in my dream world. And just by um, you know, meditating certain messages of like all the different planets that my soul has um, gone to. Mm-hmm. So it really has just been um, an insane experience. So the Council of Twelve, they're this um, obviously multi-dimensional beings. And in the beginning, I thought they were all from Lyra because of this message. Mm-hmm. But the more and more I start channeling them, they're like, no, we're from all the places that you have inhabited as a as a soul so they're just from different planetary systems they reside now in the galactic center and they're a collective of beings that um came into my awareness so i could channel um base i know this sounds cheesy but just like love into the world and just by their transmissions i can help um I'm like little old me. Amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> just some messages, messages of love into our world, so we can um, just to help the ascension of what's going on. So, so Ruth is one of the twelve. She is, yeah, and she's kind of like the main sort of spokesperson that started coming to my awareness first, and I think it's because I she was familiar to me that it made it felt safe felt safe to work with her. Yeah. So do you feel like the other 11 or any of those, like your past life selves, or are they different than Ruth in that way? Um, they're just different beings that I've made, um, agreements with, uh, because of this incarnation that the path that I chose as a psychic, as medium, as a channeler Mm -hmm. to, um, work with them, um, giving collective messages. Uh, so they're, you know, I, that's, that's kind of like my agreement with them. Um, cool. Yeah. I love that. Well, this has been so amazing. Um, the one last thing I want to ask you, is there any kind of, you know, message that you're picking up on for our audience, you know, things that are coming up, you know, how to stay sane and involved and, you know, just, uh, live, even though these are tough times, you know, just still learn about yourself and be your best self. Oof, there's so much, but I think in most of all of my sessions that I have with clients, the, the main thing has been, how can I feel okay in my body during this transition and this threshold that I'm in? Mm-hmm. And for everyone, it's going to feel like um, a relationship change, or it's going to feel like um, loss, like actual loss of a um, family member or friend. Um, or just themselves growing out of their work or their path and moving into the the truth of what they're supposed to be doing on their soul path. So mm-hmm. I would say day to day, like how can you be okay in the present moment 
in your body, your mind, because your mind is going to do all sorts of things. So your body has to be grounded, it has to be okay. So moving through the breath, moving through going outside. Um, my guides are like solar energy. And I know that like you're in Ohio, it gets like really cold there. Mm -hmm. um, but even just, even if it's like a blizzard, just, you know, stepping outside for a moment mm -hmm. and, um, you know, whether or not you're receiving lots of sunlight, it's just like, you're not pooped up inside it. We need, we need to be outside. That is, it's really important that we receive that, that energy. So, um, yeah. That's great advice. And it's true. I mean, it's so easy to stay inside, especially when we were in lockdown. Even now, I mean, I haven't had a real fall in a long time and it's beautiful. And I just want to like take a, you know, a million pictures of it and really breathe it in. And I forgot how like magical fall is. It's really wild. Like the colors that the trees turn and the smells and it's like, something that I think people take for granted a lot, but as I'm sure, you know, you know, being in California, it's like, whoa, what is this other planet, this other world? Um, but mm -hmm. this has been so lovely. Mary, can you please tell us like, if you have any, you know, courses going on right now or where to find you, what, what you're offering to the world? Yeah. Um, I have a big masterclass coming up called the architecture of remembering, and that's in February of 2022. Mm -hmm. And that's a 12-week deep dive where we go into our psychic abilities, um, then our mediumship abilities. Everyone has these things. And the last um, module will be going over soul regression. So these would be like experiencing your own interplanetary um, past life. And yeah, so I taught this once before and it went really well. So this is the second time I'll be doing it. And yeah. And then just my Instagram at Mary Greasy um, and my website, thewovenchannel.com. You can book a reading and do all that. All that stuff is um, all the classes and everything that I do is updated on that. Thank you all for listening, for watching. I'm really uh, grateful that Mary gave us her time. And I think you guys are all really going to love her. And she's going to be a cool resource for you, even just energetically to follow. So please do that and make sure to follow us on Spiritual Spiral um, on Instagram at Spiritual Spiral Show. And you can find me at SamD43. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Aww.